This week, Game Scoop is sponsored by Hymns and Robin Hood. Titanic came after Apollo 13. What is he in Titanic? He's the ship, Main the modern-day ship captain. I'm not buying it. Telling the Who story. Who takes the ancient, what's her name, Rose, yeah. out, and she throws the... You're no. thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> What are you talking about? Give the about diamond to charity. Sam. What are you, some <laughs> kind of like Titanic expert? You don't know that Bill Paxton was in Titanic? Uh, he it's wasn't in Titanic. 82. <laughs> We've already it, established Sam. this. Stop also, it. One more it's Apollo so 13 fact okay. before we start. I'll allow it. <laughs> that movie came out in 1995, and then it's depicting events in 1970. Mm. So it's 25 years later. Now that movie yeah. came out We're 25 years it. ago. <laughs> yeah. The gap yeah. between us and Apollo 13 is the same as the gap between the movie and the and the events it depicts. So do you think yeah. we could produce a documentary about the making of the movie Apollo 13 and get it yeah. pretty accurate? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the whole Apollo 13 thing was faked. So, well, is that. Yeah, are we rolling? Why wasn't there a 14? There's that. <laughs> Did he say yes? I don't even know. I think so. Yes. I think Something he's like that. I, all right, uh, here we go. Sounded like Scooby-Doo when he talks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and CJ Gibson. A so, lot of people have been asking. It stands for Cricket Jiminy. Cricket? <laughs> sure. Jiminy. It doesn't may sound thing. weird to yeah. you. All right. It's very common names in Canada. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. I'll allow it. We have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the first Nintendo 64 game coming to the Nintendo Switch. The answer might surprise you. Or maybe not. You probably already heard the news. Uh, we're going to have our first E3 predictions from our friend Neil in Spain, as is tradition here mm -hmm. on the show. He's not a professional in the industry. He's just a guy that listens to the show. <laughs> How many years in. is this? Uh, E3 predictions every year. This is the third year in a row he's done it. Nice. So we're going to get to that. One for each E. <laughs> <laughs> but first... Uh, this discless Xbox One discless. version. Oh, I know. <laughs> Close up. Okay, thank you. Stop it, Dan. Discless. <laughs> oh, CJ's. Oh, C CJ's Sam already says he's little. I know. Anyways, continue. Discless. <laughs> discless Stop Xbox One console. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Maybe coming much sooner than we expected. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe as early as May. Um, and it could be called the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Mm -hmm. Just it's just a really There's catchy, a mouthful. catchy title. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, and these rumors come from Windows Central, by the way. I should mention mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, this is something that we talked about. The next uh, Xbox possibly being, or there will be a version of it that would uh, not play physical media. Does it surprise you that it would be happening to the Xbox One, and that could be happening in two months? Well, I have an update for you, Dan. Okay. Here we go. Uh, on December 25th of last year, mm. I started downloading Red Dead Redemption. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Yeah. In Kansas. Yeah. Over whatever, DirecTV or has whatever. It, has it finished yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why it's bad to have a, a download-only console. Well, but I do think, like, the name... People have been making fun of the Thank name you. for yeah. being so, like, wordy. Counterpoint. And, like, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't... You know, the Xbox One S, all, all digital, digital edition. edition. Like, how much more awkward name for a product could you get? But that does make it very clear, like, if you have slow internet, that it's not the console for you to buy. Yeah. So I do give them... Well, if this rumor is true... I think Microsoft is doing the right thing by giving it a name that so crystal clear explains, I guess, you know. I wonder. The naming conventions at Microsoft, though, let's just call it out there. Why was the Xbox One in general called the Xbox One? Well, like, they really painted themselves into a corner with that one for the next time around. Exactly. Well, what's great so. is that at first we were like, that's that's might be a silly name, and, you know, this might actually hurt the console. But then they did so many other things to hurt the console. Yeah, yeah it just didn't matter anymore. It didn't matter. So now right. we accept the name, and I think it was a really yeah. good plan all along. <laughs> I think this is great. Let's bring Connect okay. back. Exactly. Oh, I, I, I tend to agree with you, but I want to get back yeah. to the name. I don't know that like all digital means anything to the general consumer. No. I mean, I don't, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but like I'm thinking about like my sister who has five kids. If they she wanted to get an Xbox, does oh, all you think digital people will be confused? Does in all the store? digital mean anything to her? I, I don't know. Also, does GameStop want to sell this console? Because <laughs> yeah. every they single can't one sell sold. another game. Yeah, exactly. Every single one sold. It's a customer that's never going to walk into their store again. Yeah. Like, would you like five hundred gift cards? That's yeah. like, <laughs> when you said that, I, we were on the episode where you were talking about that, going like, "Oh yeah, I didn't get a chance. Like, I think it's a bad idea." Um, but X and S and all these different branding and titles. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what? 
why is an X an X and why is an S an S? Like if you think about that just in and of itself, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, Even the I, I think S stands for smaller. Slim. Right? Yeah, I no, think smaller. I, smaller. Well, I just think iPhone started that yeah. sort of iPhone R, SX, yeah. Max. iPhone's been doing it too. Yeah, it's been terrible. Um, I don't know that you get, like, when you say that name. Like, I can't even remember what it is. Say it again for me. Xbox One S, all <laughs> digital edition. Okay. Just think, remember, it's, it's just sad. <laughs> yeah, but to me, that's what you need to say at the end of that. Why didn't they call it the that? Xbox One S all discless edition? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and even then, you're like, okay, what's the feature? It doesn't have the disk drive. Is it cheaper? Well. Well, that it's supposed to be. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, the point, thing. right? It's going to be pretty cheap and small, and that's why. If I like it's it. below, yeah. I mean, it could be it could be cheaper than a Nintendo Switch. Mm. The Xbox yeah. One S is frequently on sale for like $199, so this could be like a very cheap. Maybe it's $150. It could be a very cheap point of entry. Now, I have yeah. some good news for you. If you already have an Xbox One, that's also all digital because because <laughs> it does well, both. Compact discs are a digital is, medium, but it's not all digital. Well, okay, all right. This is but this is my point. <laughs> well, like, it I mean, is absolutely all digital. It's yeah. all digital plus the CD drive. Have it, you guys it, ever a, seen um, the last analog-based video thing called a video disc? It's this. It's this cartridge like bigger than an LP, and it uses a stylus to play a movie. Ooh, when yeah. was this? Uh, like 1978. LPs oh. are records for the kids yeah. at home. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they look Long they play. look like records, but they're bigger and they're they're just like it's huge form. Bigger than 12 inches. Yeah, it's like maybe uh, 20 inches by 12 inches. It's like this giant rectangle, and and uh, it played a, a movie on a stylus. But the cool thing was, as if that wasn't cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like garbage for one thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, th- because of that format, like the art was the full movie poster. Like cool. huge, cool. so like when you look through them and like thrift stores or whatever, they're like beautiful. Like Jaws looks amazing on it because yeah. it's like the full poster and stuff. Hmm. And that is your history lesson about <laughs> stylus-based media today. There full. it is, analog <laughs> edition. <laughs> the the all analog edition of GameScoop. Uh, please be excited for that in the future. <laughs> and I just um, want to point out the tape. I know is also a digital thing, but I was pointing out that's true. Yeah. yeah. So like like Justin, I do yeah. think it's smart if this is a cheap entry. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, maybe you already have a PlayStation Four. This is like a really easy way to get into all of the Xbox Game Pass. It'll be cheap and small and silent. You can come. It can come with Game Pass. It's yeah. going to give you a library of games. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. But Sam's not sold. CJ, how do you feel about it? I'm kind of in the same boat as Sam. I mean, it, it really depends on where you're at. I think that you know, in California here, obviously. Obviously a non-issue. I would buy that for portability. Like I bought a, a PlayStation Slim because it's small and I can travel with it. Xbox really doesn't have anything that's super portable. So if it's smaller, like physically, I would be down for that because good point. because I actually I buy a lot of my games digitally. I have kids. I buy the game once. I can install yeah. it and and share it in that space. So that's really good. So we, we, I'd be down for that. There's an opportunity to start a service where people send us their Xbox One S all digital edition and yeah. then we download games on our fast internet. And then send it right. mail it. It's a new business we can start. There you go. But yeah, I mean, you have to have an internet connection nine times out of ten to play most of the games anyway. So I hear you from the initial download most standpoint. CJ games. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, have you played Apex yet? Have we? We haven't done that Listen, for you. I, I, no, the only you game I played up? yesterday okay. was Turok Two on Nintendo sixty four. So. <laughs> okay, there you we go. We did play we'll Turok Two. <laughs> On N64 yesterday. We rescued a child. <laughs> we rescued one child. There are three other children out there still waiting. No. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's fair. But to download, I guess, and have, like, a download queue in progress and all the rest of that stuff, you even if with slow internet, I mean, the games are big, but you, you have to usually have an internet connection to play most games now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the capacity of, like, you know, online games like we used to, but they need to check in, right? They need to, you know, they need to tap I think, in. I for, think that pisses people off, though. But you shouldn't have to do that. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. But my point is, if you you're going to be basically benefit from some of the services. Like I have my Xbox and PlayStation set up so that yeah, I can download a game and mm-hmm. I don't need to buy multiple. Like I can't tell you how many times I've bought a CD for a game and it's broken within the first like four or five months. And now it's broken. There's, like the discs, they get scratched or because I have kids, right? They're taking the discs out. I like how I'm nodding along and these two are like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Your disc is broken. You're like, huh? Like, yeah. Like, my yeah. daughter's favorite thing to do All on this time. earth is to open the drawer in our entertainment center Bing. and just throw stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And how? How many times have you even like brushed up against your Xbox and yeah. magically the thing if turns on? If you just look at it, like, it, it ejects. Yeah, and you so, want to play Xbox? Uh, nah, no, man, it, no. it's there. Just walking by. Uh, but the, but <laughs> have you ever? Um, 
Do you remember in for in the Xbox 360 era, uh, there's a thing where if you knocked over your Xbox or if you tilted it oh, or if you changed the position while bad. the disc was in it, it actually cut this groove around <laughs> was, the disc. It was really I had to like bad. repair, you know, Rock Band or whatever at yeah. the time using one of those stupid like wax repairs. Yeah, no, wow. it was brutal. When yeah, you mentioned brutal. that, you were, you just reminded me. I had a dream last night. Mm-hmm. In my dream, I was uh, I was like being prepped uh, for E3 for like Microsoft's stuff, mm-hmm. and like I think. Their big push for E3 this year is they had a new version of Rock Band, and it was Dolly Parton. <laughs> dream Scoop. Oh, it was dreams. Rock Band Dolly Parton. There it is. Probably not Could be a thing. dreams that's going to come Out true. of all the Rock Could Bands that they've done, that's by far the best artist. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they need to do. Would play. Would yeah, play. Yeah. So the timing of the Xbox One S all digital edition, if this is true in May, is a little strange to me. Uh, they are expected to reveal the next Xbox at E3. Why would they introduce new hardware right before that? So the iteration I I, thing, I, like the, it is the Game Pass thing. Yeah. it's got you know, it's a yeah. gigantic push for them. That's the future of Xbox. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like also mm. a soft launch in a way, getting people ready. Yeah. If, Maybe, if well, the new there one is, is yeah, discless, there is that. There is right? that. If they're playing, do that no one's ever Xbox done that before. Yeah. you know, where a console. I mean, obviously the Switch doesn't have discs, but it has carts, right? So no yeah. one's made like a big AAA console from one of the big companies that was digital only. So it's a fairly low risk way for them to just be like, just to sort of prime that pump. Yeah, but the implications I think for retail and disc delivery and all the rest of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to, anyways. Um, I think that they're selling like even Fortnite. Fortnite doesn't have a retail copy disc, but it sells like a skew in the store that you pick yeah. up and then it it's comes a code the download and, code. And yeah, and extra, you, do you know how many parents? Stuff. I don't actually think Epic did something wrong, but a lot of people complain that you know there's Fortnite all over the shelves of you know Walmart, Target, GameStop. Yeah, and then parents that just don't know any better are buying it. But all Absolutely. you're buying the only thing that's inside is a code to yeah. get you know some skins and V bucks and garbage. Epic yeah. Games can't afford to print discs. But for not what would be money. on it? Exactly. But <laughs> the that's, game. That's what I mean. No. Like from a digital like delivery standpoint, you kind of don't need it, you know. And I think retailers are really scared. I think like GameSpot and these other places are super afraid of that. Stop happen. or GameStop. Thank you. The biggest <laughs> games, games on Earth overwhelmingly are digital only. Yeah, yeah, that's true. GameScoop is sponsored by Robinhood this week. The investing app, not the man in tights. Robinhood lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. If you like video games, and I'm guessing you do, you'll probably like Robinhood. It's a way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with confidence. Investing with Robinhood is like using a single wiki to grind for some weird in-game currency. It has easy-to-understand charts and market data. It explains why you should care about charts and market data. It lets you place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Robinhood is giving GameScoop listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. That is exactly the type of generosity you might expect from an app named after Robinhood. Sign up at gamescoop.robinhood.com. That is gamescoop.robinhood.com. All right, so we will see in the next couple months if the Xbox One S All Digital Edition is real. Moving on. Uh, that first Nintendo 64 game coming to Switch is, of course, Turok. A remastered edition of Turok will be out on Switch in, uh, what, like a week or so. It's like March 18th. Did you notice they're not calling it Turok the Dinosaur Hunter? It's just Turok now? Yeah. So this is a, a version of the game that was remastered a couple years ago uh, by another developer, and it's already on Steam and Xbox, actually. Now it's coming to Switch, which mm-hmm. makes sense. It's, it's, it began its life on an Nintendo platform. Yeah. We played Turok 2, the original, yesterday, mm-hmm. like we were saying, and that is... Uh, a, a, a clunky <laughs> experience. It, to try it looked and play pretty today. good today. It did look good. Like, when was good the, lighting? When was the last time you've played it? Like prior, I, to that. I had never, I had never it. played two. I oh, thought okay. I did going into it, but it was it was probably one and three that I played. Two, two is really good. Two, one is notorious for just being really soupy and slow, the and fog, you could only yeah. see the fog. You could only see right in front of your face. But it was a big hit. Even oh, yeah. yeah. It was fairly early in the Nintendo 64's lifespan. Cycle, yeah. There weren't other first-person shooters to play. It was before GoldenEye. Do you so. think, here's what I want to yeah. do. Do you remember how Acclaim, they had that, they named a kid Turok? Oh, well, was there was contest. a controversy about that. It was in the UK, and I don't know that it ever actually happened. There They're was a contest. Some... They were offering $10,000 for a couple to name their newborn <laughs> Turok. Yeah. I think sure so. we're not still in your dream? <laughs> I think someone, oh. I, my memory is that that, that did come to fired. pass. Anyway, the whole point is I want to find that person to interview them. <laughs> well, you should, Turok should be easy to Google that name. <laughs> Turok would be of. 22 years old today. <laughs> <laughs> parents Turok regretted Murphy. it ever since. 
Yeah, Turok was in a claim game. And yeah. uh, so mm-hmm. Turok is a character from the comics from the 50s. Valiant Comics brought him back in the early 90s. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. A claim bought Valiant Comics. Yeah. Okay. I and actually, it was like a claim comics. I know all about I this saw because I've been reading Val- Valiant Comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I, I never knew that they had their own label. So then they had this Turok character, this property. And then yeah. they hired Iguana Games to make Turok. Iguana <laughs> Games made Arrow the Acrobat yeah. and Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Mm-hmm. And then the creator of Iguana Games or the head of Iguana Games is now making the Mutant Muds games. Mutant Muds. I told us yesterday. Uh, the best thing about is. Iguana Games is that when you turn on Turok, there's like a 30 second logo animation. Like, uh, that's not an exaggeration. It might be longer <laughs> than that. You watch a. Uh, 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 so, what happens? An iguana there's a logo. Comes sc- there's a logo. And a, an, igu- an iguana comes on. An iguana is chilling on top of the mm-hmm. iguana logo. And you just think it's going to move on to the game from there. No. A volley of arrows is shot at the iguana, <laughs> yeah. and he jumps down to hide behind mm-hmm. the logo. Yeah. Then he in. pops up with two machine guns. He's dual-wielding machine guns. <laughs> okay. Not over yet. He shoots at you, the player. Mm-hmm. Shoots you several times. But Damon, is he still an iguana? Yeah, well, but he's kind of like a dinosaur iguana now. He's yeah. a dragon. Yeah, more Got like it. a dragon. <laughs> the screen turns red. You <clears throat> fall backwards as if you've just been killed by the iguana mm-hmm. mascot. Those very the elaborate... Yet started it's <laughs> yes. the intro the though. elaborate gotcha. opening splash screens used to be a thing like uh like you know conquer was messing with the n64 logo and like yeah you know, there's like vector man where you could shoot the never the bendy n64 rare logo i'd walk out like, wah, 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 yeah wah, oh yeah. Wah, yeah was was he was he also like did they do a version of nba jam that had him on the front of, I, I feel like, like they're yeah i feel Probably. like they brought a port they might have done they might have done a port I of think NBA they jam. might have i it's, remember an iguana spinning a basketball in do you think was that just because he pulled out two machine guns, <laughs> and then, then you die. Because game developers just hadn't figured out. Like it, it took another couple of years for someone to be like, "Nah, just let people skip this." Or was that like Dude, asking? It's usually some the sort best of graphics or... in the entire game. Yeah, it Speaking always looks best. Of you can't skip the cutscenes in Turok Two. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. They go on forever, and you can't skip them. <laughs> but since it's maybe a that's cart- one of the new bullet points they added into the game. Maybe surely since skippable cart cutscenes, game, it's not masking a loading time. So they I just hadn't. So, they're yeah. just like, "Nah, should we let people skip these?" Why would they want to skip them? We've <laughs> put all this so time hard building yeah. up these uh, story cutscenes for people to watch. So did not play good was the moral of the story. No, it was, well, it was good for its era. No play good. No play not good. Today. Yeah. There's a. Uh, I like to watch speed runs. Um, and uh, whenever there's a game that has unskippable cutscenes, and I one of my favorite things to do is watch a speed runner. Just some of the life drains out of them. <laughs> well, those could be every could be a bathroom time. break. Yeah, that can be part of it, but just like they're just always like mashing the button furiously, like come maybe on, this come time, on. Yeah. maybe this time it'll <laughs> skip. And it's like I, it's like that's your two hundredth time watching mm-hmm. this. <laughs> uh, so Turok is coming to Switch, and then the uh, sort of product page on Nintendo's website has all the bullet points from the original Turok release mm-hmm. from the back of the box. So mm-hmm. I want to share these with you because they're pretty good. So in Turok for the Nintendo Switch, you get to explore a completely three D virtual world. Cool. Run, jump, climb in any direction in a fully 3D world with the ability to independently independently look and aim your weapons up, down, or sideways. So that's so. why we call Breath of the Wild a Turok-like now. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that Our Tur- yeah. Turok-vania is usually Turok. what we call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are intelligent enemies programmed for ferocity. <laughs> <laughs> It's you, know, you know what They're was the- amazing about Turok 2, though, is that the death animations were super funny. Yeah. The They're great. Yeah. It was like you'd kill something and it would get on its back and like wiggle its legs in the air and stuff. Variable and turn ag- into fog. Variable aggression profiles make each enemy behave uniquely. Mm-hmm. There are 14 monstrous high-tech weapons yeah, from the bit. grenade launcher, plasma pulse rifle, an alien weapon to the quad rocket launcher, and the mother of all guns, the atomic fusion cannon. Why didn't they list Boom. the cerebral bore? I think That's that was two. a two. Oh, right. Mm. There are advanced interactive backgrounds with particle technology, cobweb sway, <laughs> bubbles form rings on the water's surface, bullets ricochet, trees explode into flames and crash to the ground, <laughs> so waterfalls boil with foam. I don't, I don't know that any of that's actually... <laughs> if that happens there. Uh, well, uh, if it happens, it happens in those frames between, because you see yeah. like three frames that's for true. everything moving. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> three, three frames per second. Uh, there are bionically engineered dinosaurs. Sure, yeah. naturally. So they're not... Which, I mean, just to make a video game, it's kind of, it's a little bit overboard, I think, to have created some sort of 
yeah. biologically engineered dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. But razor, they had to do it. Razor-toothed raptors, artillery-packing triceratops, alien infantry, and a laser-guided T-Rex following your every move with head-tracking technology. What's that? The dinosaurs are tracking your head? Ooh. That's happening. How yeah, that's small was the print on this? Is it on the box or where was this? Yeah. Just like the bullet this points. Is, now it's on the, the product page on okay. the website. But yeah, this In is 2019, fun. this is the description of the game. Dear God. It's not a joke. Wow. Okay. Uh, head tracking technology is something we actually talk about now with phones. Well, I don't know what they mean in this context. So, yeah. <laughs> and, but like that wasn't even a term back then. That's what's kind of interesting to hear that. Did they mean like the direction you were just facing in the game? Clearly. I don't know. They're talking I think about the dinosaur like wants to bite say you're head, following so your every move. So I think the enemies are programmed to follow your head, to track your head, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because they want to eat it. They want to eat your head. <laughs> All right. Check Brains. <laughs> Turok hit switch March 18th, $20. $20. $20. 20 Well, so, yeah, where you were going with this is, yeah, why Turok? Well, why is that the lead game? Because it's already been. No, this isn't part of like any career. system. Like, uh, it's not part of a virtual console or anything like. that. I know, but it's still it's just, really weird. It's just somebody has the well, license. Like I said, and they it's already play. available on PC and Xbox. Why not port it to Switch? It's just the I only. Guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems normal. Now. I mean, but it is Microsoft's coming like, Switch, right? Are there any other <laughs> Nintendo sixty four games on Switch right now? Nope, that's the first one. That's the so, only one. Isn't that weird? It is. Yes. So <laughs> Nintendo hasn't done that at all, but yeah. Turok, you know. Yeah. It broke down some barriers with that. Still seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> CJ can't get over it. No, I mean, well, because even with playing Goldeneye, when you go back and play those games, like, that's where I was going, they don't really hold up that well. Like, I'm interested yeah. to see what this actually plays Wait till like you see this iguana. Put Donkey Kong 64 <laughs> on Switch, you cowards. Yeah, uh, there you go. Ooh, I don't. People don't like Donkey Kong 64. Put it on the Switch. <laughs> okay. Put it there. I know one person yeah. that likes Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> yeah, and he's not here anymore, so no, what does that tell you? Yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Wargroove, mm-hmm. another Nintendo Switch game. It's available on other platforms, but I played on Switch. Advance Wars Vania. Advance Wars Vania, <laughs> uh, a game I uh, need to get back to and finish, but uh, there's been a big update for that game that fixes a lot of uh, the uh, issues that people had with it. Introduces a checkpoint system, which is very nice, right? Because the battles yeah, are very long. Dude. Why is that so funny? <laughs> just thinking about the last segment still. <laughs> about Turok? Yeah. <laughs> we just talked about Turok for a long time. <laughs> it's more bullet points it's from the there. news this week. <laughs> Scoop. Yeah. My hands are tied. All right. Look, everyone yeah. understood what they were getting into when they started <laughs> listening to this show. Mm-hmm. This Anybody a, that's still with us. <laughs> we need to go audio only. This is a video <laughs> game. can't do this anymore. This is a video game news podcast. Turok was in the news this week. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> not talk about it. Damon's hands are tied. IGN now. I'm just happy this is the last time any of us will ever have to shave. <laughs> it's not much holding me back. About it. Sam, people want to see your mustache. I don't know if you've I, seen those I've comments. I've said bro. before, people are going to be able to hear if the mustache <laughs> is still there. Is it better for me to say I've seen those comments or not? I mean, just acknowledge that you know exactly what everybody's talking about. I don't know what they're You talking. know exactly what you're doing with that mustache. <laughs> What you're doing to us all. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, people are going to miss it. Uh, (laughs) The corduroy jacket? Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll just have to describe it from here on out. All right. Can we skip the next topic? You want to skip Wargroove just because you haven't played it? Well, because the next one we're going to talk about is Turok 2, right? No, we're not going to talk about Turok 2 until it's announced to be coming. (laughs) Until it's announced to be coming to Switch. Then we'll talk about that. All right. Wargroove. Let's spend a second talking about Wargroove. Justin and I have played it. Sam and CJ. I have not. not. All right. I'm not. We'll see you guys in five. <laughs> you need 15, 20. No, what I like, what I like about these patch notes is just the conversation. It's like you, me, pair are all like into this game. Yeah. And like, and man, this game's great. We really love it. Like, but there's just like five or six things. Like, I wish it had checkpoints, and I wish like yeah. the animations were a little bit faster, you know, and I wish like your big thing was the effectiveness chart. Yep. And like they just like their patch notes, like it's like they were had a microphone in our office, which maybe we should check that they yeah, don't. Actually, I have Pablo uh, yeah. scour every nook and cranny They're of the listening. office to make sure Chucklefish is not listening to what we're talking. We about. just had these like five or six nitpicky things. Like if only they'd fix these tiny things. And like for once, the developers seem to have their pulse on like their community so accurately that they just fixed every single one. I'm yeah. like, wow. So the big thing is that battles are very long, uh, and oh. then if if you there's no way to like. S- Add a checkpoint so that if you fail later on, you can restart your... Mm. You have to restart the whole mission if you fail at the end. But they added the checkpoint. They added two or three easier difficulty modes, Mm -hmm. right? which is a little unusual. So you can reload a checkpoint and just play from there? Now you you can. can. You can just save... save That's a big difficulty decrease already. Exactly. Uh, And then they 
each unit has this effectiveness chart to show what units they're like strong against and weak against. Mm. But it was like impossible to tell what was what. It's like it's I not very legible. Yeah, mm. and, if, and now they and now it just kind of shows. Now you. they fixed that, made it more legible. So now, so now they fix those. Do you have five more that you're hoping they fix? Five more nitpicks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, if, now if they've done. They've won. Now it's the perfect game. It's, no? it's, it's done. Ten out of ten. I want to get back to it, uh, <laughs> but as as Justin was pointing out, it is just a little odd that they worked on this game for years and then they're like, "All right, we're finished with it. We're going to release it." But then there are all these issues that people have. Yeah. Like, oh well, I guess we weren't quite. It's like, why didn't any of these things occur like, to them? After you worked on the game for years and years. Maybe just wait. But at some point, you just got to get it in people's hands. Right? Yeah, I guess so. so. Get it but like, hands. don't they do focus testing? Did none of these people say, you know, a checkpoint system would be really nice? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's what gamers are a little bit enraged with. I mean, you've played Mass Effect. Or, hey, sorry. Anthem. Ooh, Anthem. Anthem. Yeah, I mean, sorry to do that. But yeah, it is one of those things where I think people feel like this happens a lot right now with gaming, and people are getting a little frustrated. So. Wargroove doesn't quite fit into that category, or doesn't fit into that category at all. They it's just, just feel like breaking things. Fairly small team, and they even delayed the game to say they want to, we want to add more stuff to it, and then it comes out, and it's great. Like it got totally good reviews. I think we gave it an eight point five, which is mm -hmm. great, which is a review I completely agree with. Eight point five. But then, yeah, you know, it's like there's these five or six things that are not like crazy outlandish suggestions. They're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. And now, lo and behold, Wargroove is not as good as Turok, though. Hmm. Well, is it a well, masterpiece? On the IGN scale, <laughs> is it a masterpiece now that it's been fixed? Uh, Wargroove? No, probably not a masterpiece. Okay, doesn't it, it doesn't might bump it up score. from great to amazing? Maybe point hmm. five. Uh, CJ, that's a nine. Have you been playing Anthem? No, it's weird. I've I've heard Sam's take on it. I've been like weirdly enough, that's detracted me some of the, the conversations about that stuff because I, I don't think that's weird. Yeah, at well, I am the <laughs> well, I am the multiplayer expert in your life. So <laughs> no, but my point is, I was. I was initially, we've talked about it. I was kind of hyped for it. I played it at E3. I felt like the feeling of flying was good, but that's not what the objective of the game is. The objective of the game is like shooting and, and grinding and loop. And there's a lot of things like that Destiny. are broken with the game. Yeah, it's a little bit like Destiny, but like it's not playing well. So I'm like, nah, it's a game that I might hit next year or mm. in like six months they have a DLC. Mm. But and then, Sam, <clears> since you <throat> gave up on Anthem, have you been playing anything else? Well, I Turok too. Track two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Star Wars pinball. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you go. I've seen that. I think they're new. Uh, three new Williams pinball tables. Yeah, there's a new pack with like Champion Pub, which is a really fun game. We talked about it, all that digital pinball drama. I think when it went down on Scoop. Mm -hmm. I think it all got sorted out, though, right? Well, it's no, it's that the one company, hands. yeah, switch, switch. It's now Zen Pinball has yeah. the license to the best games, and they're they're still available. Mm -hmm. And I wrote an article about which ones they're are the being re-released slowly over. Yeah, time. and because I think they have to, well, they have to remake them. Yeah. They're all digital versions, you know. People like the Zen platform a lot, though. I think compared yeah. to Pinball Arcade, I like the platform. I like them both. I don't like the physics as much. They bother me. I think Pinball Arcade felt great. Yeah, I don't see Same. how how much better it can be, but. Zen Pinball feels a little heavy. The ball feels a little bit heavy and sticky. Too. Mm -hmm. GameScoop is sponsored by Robinhood this week. The investing app, not the man in tights. Robinhood lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. If you like video games, and I'm guessing you do, you will probably like Robinhood. It's a way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with confidence. Investing with Robinhood is like using a single wiki to grind for some weird in-game currency. It has easy-to-understand charts and market data, and it explains why you should care about charts and market data. It lets you place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Robinhood is giving GameScoop listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. That is exactly the type of generosity you might expect from an app named after Robinhood. Sign up at gamescoop.robinhood.com. That is gamescoop.robinhood.com. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. listeners remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like our friend Neil from Spain is. Mm -hmm. And he's here with his annual E3 predictions. Once again, Neil is not a professional games media uh, <laughs> The emphasis writer. we place on that is a little... <laughs> he's just a guy who listens to this show, and every year he sends in nice. his E3 predictions. And, well, uh, he's had three years to get with it and get a job in the industry. <laughs> I uh, sort of went through and did some editing because they were very thorough, and okay. I, I cherry-picked a little some of the more interesting ones, okay. I think. That's right? fine. Yeah, so we're not going to go through all of them. I'll allow it. 
Um, but he begins with Bethesda. He believes Doom Eternal will be given a fall 2019 release date. Mm-hmm. But they'll also release a Rage 1 Definitive Edition for all consoles. Mm-hmm. That one yeah. I don't know. I don't know that people are really clamoring to play Rage no. 1 again. Well, I mean, Rage 2 looks really cool. Yes. But Rage 1, in some ways, is more of a liability than... Maybe, a, yeah. Like, maybe they don't want to remind people of, like, that game that had kind of a mixed reception. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he thinks there'll be a Fallout 3 and New Vegas remastered for all consoles. Mm. Maybe. Well, I don't know. That would, that would be really fun. That would be really fun. <laughs> That'd be play. interesting. He thinks there'll be an Evil Within spinoff announced, similar to Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Has been two two years since there's been an Evil Within something, and then he thinks that uh, their conference will end with a Starfield release window of 2020, but no gameplay or trailer. I don't know that they would come back to remember Very that game Starfield we yeah. briefly <laughs> mentioned last year. I It'll be said, out in 2020. What did you cut out? That was so specific. I cut out a lot. Okay, <laughs> I like this. Uh, I think notably absent from there is they're not going to give up on Fallout 76. They'll yes. lay out a whole oh, yeah. they plan, need to like, their yeah. DLC, and yeah. you know the um, improvements they're going to make and all that. Yeah, that needs to be, like I think, front and center number one. I don't think that they could even continue with mm-hmm. any of that without bringing Fallout 76 at the front of the conference. I wonder, saying, hey. like, there's, there's a strategy to how conferences sort of, like, you need to have something big and flashy and, like, exciting up front, and then yeah. you sort of sandwich your thing in the middle that you know people don't care quite as much about, yeah. and then you end with, like, the, you know, the big hype beast game. So I think Fallout 76 will be the the meat in their sandwich. He also yeah. misses Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah. Which mm. is still coming. Um, and then I just forgot about Wolfenstein Youngblood. <laughs> they announced Elder Scrolls six mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Will, there, will there be any mention no. of that? But this that's year? coming after Starfield. That game's like six years away. Unless, you know, Fallout 76 has caused them to like change their plans. Mm. They were very upfront about like, that game is years and years. And well, years they just, and they specifically called it out as a next gen game. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. So, well, really the only one that we have confirmed for the next generation of yeah. platforms. But surely they would mention either Starfield or Elder Scrolls. No. Or not? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. We talked about uh, just with Apex Legends the hype train. The hype train. I think that I don't know if like people should lean into that. And I know that's what E three is for, but I think that's actually damaged a lot of yeah. developers in the last. You know, a couple of years. I think people lean away from that. That's what be a Bethesda, better. you know, Fallout 4 was, you know, revealed at E3 and released that fall. Yeah. And um, Fallout 76 was the same, for better or worse. Mm. That's sort of their thing. Yeah. Neil's next section is for EA, which we just found out today. EA is not going to have a press conference. Boo earns. But they are going to do, be doing their EA Play event, and they're going to be doing some live streams of... They're doing um, more of like a Nintendo Treehouse Deep dives style. into games. Yeah. My question is, I know they they do have stuff that they need to announce. When when and how do they announce yeah. this stuff? Yeah. So they're gonna have uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's gonna be announced at Star Wars Celebration, revealed there. or f- officially re- revealed mm-hmm. uh, at Star Wars Celebration next month. So they don't really need to announce that at E3. Mm-hmm. But we know from uh, their financial earnings calls, they're gonna have a Need for Speed and a Plants vs Zombies something this year. I assume it's Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 3. So it's like, if they're going to be showing those games off in E3, when do they like, announce them and how? Yeah. That's kind of a question mark for me. Yeah, like, are there just going to be, like, press releases at 8 a.m.? Yeah, exactly. Uh, sea of Solitude is a game they showed off last year. Mm-hmm. That's still, we're waiting on a release date for that one. That, yeah. um, and then Dragon Age? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they did announce it 12 months ago. Yeah. But if they don't have a conference, like I don't think it's it's not coming out this year, so it's like no, it's not gonna be playable. So without a conference, without some sort of forum to like debut a new trailer, I don't know. They how may want to wait and do a special Dragon Age yeah. thing. Find some day where Dragon Age can have the news cycle to itself. Mm. Yeah. All right, Microsoft. Neil from Spain's predictions for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. New Xbox console announced and shown. It's called the Xbox Four. Don't <laughs> <laughs> know about that. No. Releasing February 2020. Less than you. Ooh. Yeah. It'll have backwards compatibility with all Xbox titles from day one. Mm-hmm. Gears 5 will be shown. Gears Pop and Tactics also shown. Wow. Yeah, I remember those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both of those were announced, all, all three, but Pop and Tactics were announced at E3 last year. There hasn't been anything about them since then. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks there'll be a Gears 2 Ultimate Edition announced as a launch title for Xbox 4. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. seems wide. Why two? You know why exactly. they can't do Xbox Series because there's a PlayStation Five. Exactly. It's just like they're never going to be. That's able been to do the that. eternal that's Xbox why, yeah. problem. That's yeah, why they, they just, never know yeah. what to name their console. They just can't do it. But they could Infinite. just call it Xbox Five. Infinite. So just they, skip four. Mm-hmm. PlayStation <laughs> yeah, Five, I mean, Xbox Five. I mean, that would allow the, the One X would allow them to do that, right? 
But, but that would allow PlayStation to put out the PlayStation Six. Yeah, yeah. that's so stupid. They're Xbox, behind exactly. Xbox X. But but be, yeah, it's just it's stupid. Xbox that. Infinite. The shit behind the last is one. not a real thing, right? Because yeah. Xbox Four All Digital Edition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make the most sense. Uh, Fable Four announced from mm-hmm. Playground Games. Which one is Playground? I don't know. That's very no. Again, Playground very is the they're the the Forza developer that we know they have a second team now. Oh, because they they we know based they're good off, at open worlds. I remember that. Based mm-hmm. off either hiring, we either know they're making a fantasy open world game or just mm-hmm. an open world game. I can't recall the rumor specifics, but they had some job listings where they were hiring like you know action yeah, RPG and their open worlds look so cool too. Like they would be good at making it look good at least. Yeah. It is true that we need to know what these uh, the games that or the the studios that Microsoft has purchased what they're working. I think that's yeah. a very very plausible rumor. What uh, Justin Phantom Dust reboot reannounced Woo! from Compulsion <laughs> Games? We have well, a few. So the thing about Phantom Dust, and as like the world's biggest Phantom Dust fan, is they released <laughs> that. Uh, it's not quite accurate to call it a remaster, but you know they re really they, they like the upraised version. It's not a remaster because it's just the original game. Now, like, here's the original game. You know, download it, play it. It now works on your mm-hmm. modern console. And I, I honest to God, think that that was their like test bed of like, what do the download numbers look like? How many people are excited about this and energized by it? Yeah. I think that that was their sort of dipping their toes into Phantom Dust. And I don't think that that port did make much of a splash. So, mm-hmm. as much as I wish we were getting a Phantom Dust too, does he think Viva Pinata's coming back? Unlikely. He doesn't mention Viva Pinata. He thinks there'll be more Cuphead DLC. It's a shadow drop. It's available now. Yeah, the game's two years old though. So Rare's yeah. work. I mean, sorry, going back to Viva Pinata, Rare's definitely working on something. So yeah. Uh, he thinks Xbox will get Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5, which I guess would be possible because 3 is the first one to come to Xbox. Splinter Cell revealed. Why them? Why Microsoft and not Ubisoft? Why not? <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> GTA 4 10th Anniversary Edition announced. I think we missed the 10th anniversary of GTA 4. Maybe not mm. in Spain. Maybe not in Spain. <laughs> As like a remaster? Halo Reach coming to Master Chief Collection. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and he thinks we'll end. It'll end with Halo Infinite gameplay. And don't worry too much about the fact that Master Chief is not in Halo Reach. Don't worry. T- just don't worry <laughs> well, about. Well, he, he actually yeah. is. Spoilers. What is he? Hmm? When? I mean, yeah. Why are you being all coy? Like that <laughs> game know. is ten years old. You can spoil it. <laughs> I, I mean, he's in it. You, you see Master Chief in the game. When? Uh, it's right at the end. When you are leaving the planet and like you're on a ship and you can like pan over and you're like he's For in a half a second. Thing. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I, you can either be correct or you can be incorrect. <laughs> Not playable. Uh, Ubisoft will have Skull and Bones again. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be out this year. They, uh, Neil from Spain thinks there's going to be Assassin's Creed 1 remastered. Now, there's a lot of rumors about, uh, so there's Origins and Odyssey are, uh, you know, ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. And then uh, there's strong, strong rumors that the third one is ancient Rome. And that that reboot, that Origins was pitched as like a trilogy of like, let's go back in time to the very beginning of Assassins and make these three games. And so I think we're probably going to see the Roman Empire. Hmm. And that dovetails with the Assassin's Creed. I think it's Legion rumors we've heard. Hmm. Uh, Watch Dogs 3 revealed. Yeah. Yeah, strong rumors about that one, too. He thinks it'll be coming this year as well. I agree. Uh, he thinks Ubisoft's conference will end with a Rayman 4 announcement. Well, I wish. Switch exclusive. Oh. I Is that know. the number we're on? The official, yeah. official count of Rayman? We'll also probably hear about they're the only company to get games as a service right, so we'll get Rainbow mm-hmm. Six Season Rainbow Six. 3 or 4, whatever yeah. news they're on. We'll see if they're going to continue with uh, uh, For Honor. Yeah, um, Division 2 will be out. They'll be like talking a little bit more about the and There's actually more. There's a whole other season of Assassin's Creed Origins DLC, too. Oh, man. No music games in there. Well, I mean, they'll have Just Dance yeah. again. Well, maybe he didn't, he didn't predict What's that. up with their pirate game? <laughs> Skull, and Skull and Bones. Oh, that's what... Okay, we talked about it, yeah. And finally, Nintendo, uh, of course, they'll have Pokemon Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. uh, new Pokemon and features. Detective Pikachu HD. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that already been announced, or is that no, the, the problem with that? Is that Detective Pikachu is coming out in theaters, but no, but very few people played the 3DS game. Yeah, yeah. and it's like HD the, the plot is directly based on the game. I think it's very plausible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. We'll get a Luigi's Mansion 3 release date, which will be this October. Mm-hmm. Sure, makes sense. Super Mario 2, Super Mario Maker 2 showcase, Metroid oh. Prime Trilogy HD announced. That people keep talking about that. Yeah. I mean, there's some issues with that. You know, they they the last time they they did a trilogy, they made them all Wii controller enabled. So, mm. and then one of them has only been Wii controller enabled. Yeah. So they'd have to walk three back to being controller based. 
Yeah. I think it's very likely. I think it's almost a certainty whenever, before, at some point before 4 comes out, but we'll see when they want to do it. Uh, he thinks GTA 5, Metal Gear Solid 5, Dark Ooh. Souls 2 will all be uh, ported to Switch. Juicy. Ooh, this wow. GTA 5. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, would people a, buy it again on Switch? Yes. Yeah. I, I would think we Portable? would get Red Dead before that. Oh, I'd, I'd, it's to Red Switch? Dead, Red Dead 1 or 2? Like two Probably is impossible. Both. Two is impossible. No. Two is impossible. It could be. It's just like you can scale stuff down. Oof, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks there'll be two 3DS games. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Or I'm sorry. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes coming to 3DS as the last mm-hmm. 3DS game. GTA 5 on Switch is really juicy. I that is. The idea for that. It's probably possible that games, the 360 game, you yeah. know. Metal Gear Solid 5 is also yeah. cross-generational, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, he didn't mention Animal Crossing. Uh, he thinks it'll end with Animal Crossing focused uh, <laughs> treehouse presentation. Of course, we'll get Link's Awakening details. And then he thinks Pikmin 3 and Wind Waker HD will be announced for Switch. Mm. Which yeah. I never played Pikmin 3. That, Pikmin would, 3 is great. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah, I didn't play that. That was a fun either. game. Pikmin DS was not good. 3 was the Wii U game? Yeah. Yeah. All the Pikmin games. Why not just so do a, just, That'd be a, just do a Pikmin trilogy mm-hmm. at this point? That'd be a great collection. And Agreed. somehow tie them together. Dude, the Pikmin franchise, underrated. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. It would work great on Switch, too. There's uh, no, no reason not to do it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are your predictions, your yearly predictions from Neil in Spain. <laughs> Sony, don't worry about it. I mean, Sony's not there. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> Silly. So, yeah. Did you fact check his previous ones? Have you actually looked back good point. at the years? I didn't. Um, I feel like he should be doing that. But he says... If you watch previous years, you'll see I was right with many of my predictions. <laughs> so there you go. There we go. Nice. nice. You don't have to fact, fact check when other people do it for you. Take it yeah. as word for it. There wrong. you go. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> this is Justin in New York City. Mm, not me. Not nope. Justin. Although sometimes you go to New York City. That's true. I did not. <laughs> I can only write into the show when I'm there. Uh, he wants to know if we ever feel guilty for not taking proper care of our gaming consoles. Mm. He says, the other day I was cleaning my PlayStation 4 after a long period of neglect. <laughs> I've never done that. Yeah. And I started thinking about how irresponsible I was with my consoles as a kid. <laughs> when I was much younger, I didn't care about dust or overheating or even putting my console in a well-ventilated area. I would sometimes leave my GameCube or PS2 on for multiple days because I didn't have an available memory card. I love that. Never stopped to consider the possible long-term effects. Of course, this resulted in my consoles dying on me more often than I would have liked, and as a result, I became more aware of how important it is to maintain my gaming devices. Mm. Over the years, I've made attempts to be more mindful of how I treat my consoles, especially after I got into PC gaming and realized how expensive parts can be. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever I do slack off, I end up feeling extremely guilty. Have any of you ever struggled with maintaining proper care of your consoles? What were your gaming habits like as a kid or teenager, and have they changed over time? You pick good questions for this. Yeah, show. these are Thank great. you. Thank you. I can uh, I can lean into this one. It was lean not, in. Lean in. That's my advice to you. <sighs> it was not really too much of an issue early on because uh, there's a lot of top loading stuff. Um, so it's funny you'd always have the console outside of a cabinet. Whereas now, when was the last time you've yeah you you've you've installed your PlayStation or Xbox or whatever in that space that it can barely fit? And then when you go to move it, <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, filthy. it's filthy. And yeah. to the point where you're like, oh, this That's thing where the broke. Goes. Yeah, this thing broke. Why? And then you look and all the vents are covered. That's happened to me once. I actually blew a power supply. Wow. Really? Yeah, Xbox 360. It I was, have, uh, yeah. when I was yeah. a kid, I know this will come as a shock. <laughs> I was an idiot. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I had an NES. It didn't seem like it came as a shock. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of waiting for <laughs> Except that you're like, yeah, even... continue. We know. All kids are idiots. <laughs> um, I was playing, I think it was Metroid 1. And, uh, you know, my mom's screaming at me because I got to go to a band concert or like whatever it was. I don't remember the specifics. And I didn't have a password. I didn't have a piece of paper to write down my uh my save the the to oh, save your game it came with a password code and so i had a pencil and i wrote the code on top of my nes <laughs> yeah that's great i've gotten i've bought with permanent marker that on. no it was just with a pencil but like the graphite <laughs> actually like you can still on my nes to this day you can still <laughs> see just the, uh, the remnants of like some of the letters what game was it metroid you know and i think it's like a 20 digit code I think in the back of the manual there's space for you to write down code <laughs> exactly. i will, well, I will refer both. you to the how i opened <laughs> this anecdote no kids kept their manuals yeah, yeah i lost that i get old uh consoles you know whenever i'm looking at them a couple things happen a lot of times there's stickers on them yep. that's like a funny thing i like that uh, writing is really common uh, i don't know why on nes is people writing on them i wasn't it's crazy but, but like even when you buy old records like parents always like made their kids write their names on their records so when they took them to their houses you know they yeah. would like not lose them and that yeah. with NES games too but the consoles yes. I still don't get 
No, a lot of games you get with that. And then the best thing is when I'm opening them up to like, you can restore them by putting in this new 72 pin connector, right? Every time I open them up, there's something funny in there. And it's usually just like a coat of root beer or like, <laughs> or like somehow intact Cheetos. Yeah. Weird. Like, why is there no Whoa. creature on earth that's eating these that's on the microscopic <laughs> level, you know? <laughs> Great. I think we're the like preservatives. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of times you like are rattling it like there's something in there. What is yeah. it? It's usually a penny. <laughs> is it ever drugs? <laughs> no. Not inside an NES, Cheetos. but how smart is that? Because it, it yeah. you push it down and yeah. it's like all safe out of sight. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I don't think I've ever cleaned a, yeah. a game console in my life. What about that first week when you get yeah. a game console and it looks so uh, good? There's yeah. no dust, it's shiny. I always put it on top of something yep. then. Same. And then I yeah, that's my. I, I have this moment of it's not quite sadness. I don't quite have a word for it, but like there's a moment where a console stops feeling new. Yeah, and it lasts more than like a week for me. Like, but for like a year or so, like the PlayStation Four is like the new thing, like the new shiny thing. But then at some point, your attitude sort of shifts. It comes Monday, and now it's just like, bleh, like they yeah. just yeah. toss the PS4. You even or treat it more <laughs> fragilely when yeah. in that new region because yes. you're like, this is a really expensive piece of equipment. For sure. And then at some point, uh, it's the same with phones, right? Like your new phone, it's like this awesome new thing. Yeah. For like yeah. a little while, and you stop caring. The first time it falls face down. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no. Oh, well, you're also bringing up a good point. So glossy or matte? Mm-hmm. What's the best matte. finish? Matte. Matte. I mean, yeah. right, glossy looks nicer until there are fingerprints the on thing, it. Which right. is the yeah. moment <laughs> I mean, one. Yeah, like that's the reason you always use compressed air rather than cleaning it. Because the moment you rub something on it, like this desk, this desk is kind of like. I, I use Novus and microfiber on this just that's like you do right, on a pinball Because you have to make sure that you're not leaving streaks or any scratches on it. So not going to miss this desk. Yeah. I mean, I mean. It doesn't flip. Miss it. <laughs> uh, but I think a, a, a concern more now with the way consoles are, especially with venting. Like, I literally did. I have an Xbox that exploded almost because of the the power supply was external and it got caught that with a bunch a, of like just dust lint in, the back. in it and stuff. Lint and that dust. is a more recent consideration. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in my household, I'm not allowed to keep game consoles on top of the entertainment yeah. center. They have yeah. to go inside in the yeah. shelves. So. Yeah. yeah. Mine are all hidden away, too. This is Robert from Florida. He wants to know how we choose our favorite games. Ooh. He says, I've been listening to GameScoop for about three years. Mm. Notice that whenever someone is on the show for the first time, you ask what their favorite game is. When you ask, I, I try to answer for myself, and I usually pick a different game based on a variety of factors. I'd like to have a concrete answer but cannot determine the best way to decide. Can the Omega Cops provide a solution? Should I choose based on amount of time mm. I've spent beating the game? That honor would go to Super Mario World. Should I go with the game that consumed me the most upon release? Skyrim would earn that badge. Mm. Then I think of the pure joy I felt playing recent games such as Breath of the Wild, Witcher 3, and God of War. Any advice how to the how do the counselors of Goose Camp pick their favorite <laughs> games? I mean, it's not rational. <laughs> it's completely irrational. It's yeah. like I pick my favorite game with my heart. Yeah. I don't know how else like Super Metroid will forever be my favorite game because it doesn't matter how amazing a game coming out this year is. <laughs> I didn't play it when I was like 13 years old, so that's so nostalgia it. is a big part of it for you. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. It's a, that's a mountain that no game is ever going to be able to climb. I waited for music to start playing when you say that. I was like waiting for yeah. to pick it with my heart. I was yeah. like, cue the music, Dan. I was like, we're, we're right there. But I think he left true. out one crucial consideration, which is trolling your friends. Mm-hmm. You always got to pick something. That's why I smit kids. That, that everybody, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or sneak kids. What do they call, rest my case. What do they call <laughs> kids in Canada? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> and that, in this office, yet. I feel like... Probably 50% of people's favorite games are just a troll. Hmm. I mean, and we ask it all the time in this. You office. do, yeah. I mean, you're the one who usually asks it. I mean, that's interesting from a criteria standpoint. You don't ever ask, you, you don't do the follow up and go, why? Mm-hmm. And if you did, I would say that. Because yeah, m- when people answer Halo 3, I just dismiss them. <laughs> and <laughs> I was wondering, because I know a few people no, would I say actually shooter really like games. Halo, 3. That's one Halo of my 3 was games. one of the best Halo games. I always say um, Link to the Past, and it mm-hmm. is because of nostalgia, but it's also because of everything that that game achieved. At the time when it was out, I still don't think anything from like gameplay and story and just the way it even excelled the story. franchise. Yeah. What game are you talking about? Tell Link me the, the story of what Link happens in Link to the Link Past. Past? Link to the Past totally has a good story. What are you talking about? What's the story? So what are some twists and turns? No. Well, so uh, uh, That's an honest question. Well, like, you rescue the, the princess. You wake up. Your, Always. Your uncle has been... Yeah. Th- so that moment, the first 10 minutes of Link to the Past, like as a story, when you're... You're you're being spoken to. You don't know what's happening. You're in the middle of the dark. Yeah, but but it, it's, it has that sense of discovery when you're walking through. Yeah, your uncle's it's there with raining. the sword. This, it's it's amazing raining. Rain. The sound effects. Sam, are you kidding me no, right it's, now? It's, it's like I'm listening believe- to Homer. I'm like I'm listening to the bard himself speak. <laughs> would you believe Bill Shakespeare is here in the Stop room? Stop that, CJ. Would you believe a reviewer at EGM 
thought A Link to the Past was an eight. No! <laughs> yeah. And that when they reviewed A Link to the Past in the March 1992 edition, they didn't even mention it on the front cover. Oh, like, see? Adventure Island was... <laughs> the, the anticipation leading up for that game, I watched a commercial a little while ago. Do you remember there was a commercial? I didn't even know that Paul Rudd was in the yeah, commercial. There's, there's some rap in one of the commercials. It's, yeah, so. it's crazy, well, but that's when... the original Zelda. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, but okay. when you, when you saw Zelda Link and it's cast. pretty bad. <laughs> no, wait, really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are really, really bad. bad. Octorox. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. To, me, to me, a lot a lot of those things. Yeah, the nostalgia plays a huge part. And I don't know if you're trolling me right now or not. Because it feels like you are. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that game is pretty respectable for a best game of all time choice. Yeah, it's really common. And it's uh, and and honestly, I, I've never played another game that I that quite resonated with me. I, again, I think you do have nostalgic feelings as a kid when you play it's the game. It's probably time for me to, I think it's been five years since I've really done any self-reflection and made like, what, my favorite games of all time. List. I was I was thinking about that for the longest time when people asked me that question, I would say Mario 64. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just a reflex. To be honest, I haven't played that game in 20 years. Yeah. So it's like, well... I, when I think about games that I have played recently that I can say are my favorite games of all time, Symphony of the Night, Donkey Kong mm-hmm. 94, Shadowgate on the NES because they yeah. re-released it a couple of years ago. Yeah, these are games that I always thought were some I of my favorite games. He said Donkey Kong 94. 94. <laughs> yeah. Not That's Donkey great. Kong 64. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is right. Exactly. Donkey Kong 94. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah. The game a Boy perfect game. It is yeah. a perfect game. It is so. perfect. <laughs> uh, going forward, I'm going to try to uh, you know answer with a game that I have actually played fairly recently that I know I still enjoy today. But I think another part of it is when someone asks you that question, they want your answer to be a game that they know and love too so that they can talk about it. And if it's something yeah. like that they've never heard of, they're they're always just kind of like disappointed. It's a validation of like their opinion and taste in games if you know you agree, yeah. if you connect yeah. on that. But it's also just a reflection of something about their personality. Like yeah. it's a little bit of a litmus test of like yeah. what era of games did you grow up with and what are you into? So definitely that. I think that's a weird thing when you know we've hired a bunch of new people here in the office who are much younger. Yeah, when their they... favorite game is always Undertale. Yeah. When... It's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. Wait, stop that. When they it's say, not a joke. I, there's several people that you work with that you respect whose favorite game is Undertale. Please name them. Miranda Sanchez. Okay. Well, how many other people besides Miranda? I'm not going to keep others. naming people. <laughs> All I'm saying is I think that the fact that they their first systems were like you know PS2 yeah PS2 and N64 and all the rest of that stuff it's crazy that they didn't have like the foundation of gaming at the core because I mean games were very new in that space right now they can play Turok on their Nintendo Switch but when you play Turok now (laughs) versus when you played it 20 years ago yeah there's a different feeling we made a list I mean it's been years it's been like 6 years but we had all the editors write articles about their favorite games at IGN all the three of us did it I don't think Mm -hmm. you were quite here yeah. yet. Um, Sam did like hundreds and, of games. And, and yeah, four, you did top 400. top 400. Which and, I need to update. Well, at that time, the most recent, the newest game on my list was Uncharted 2. Like as far as AAA action adventure games go, like it's the pinnacle. That's but game. like games like The Witness and Breath of the Wild have come out since. Yeah. And so now mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, yeah, might be time to shake that list up a little bit. Yeah, I remember at that time it was like Portal 2 and Mass Effect 2 were also pretty new. And yeah, those are big up games. there for me. And too. it's like there's games that I love, but they don't necessarily have to crack into that, you know, crack in that <laughs> best of all time category. Yeah. But yeah. like there's like there's been some games, there's been some real bangers over the last few years that like Sonic Five came out since then. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, and to me, I think the question question is I think that's the reason why you've have you played GoldenEye since I mean you played Turok and even uh, I didn't play GoldenEye back in the day okay wow so I played Perfect Dark remember they okay. remade Turok or they remade GoldenEye in like 2010 it wasn't yeah. the same Exactly, and it wasn't the same. And I think when you play it at the time it's released versus when you play it, you know, obviously 20 years later or 10 years later, Mm -hmm. different feeling. That's my question. It's like games now, what will it be like in 10 years? Like I think Uncharted still holds up well, the first Uncharted, and there's a couple other games. But I think that's the big question with all these new games. Will they seem like they're distinguished 20 years later. I mean, and I whatever. think God of War will be on PlayStation. But that doesn't matter for games. your personal favorite game. Yeah, I was going to no, say, it like, doesn't. Yeah. Gold, GoldenEye is not fun. Best. Like, it's not fun. It's not good today yeah, in 2019. Like, that and game I runs at, like, 12 game. FPS. But, like, yeah. that doesn't take away from... What it was like, at the I time. I played that game for 100 yeah. hours with my friends yeah. every single night. And, like, the fact that, that, that through the lens of time... Yeah, I played it 100 hours a night. Look it up. Um... Like, just because it doesn't hold up in a modern context doesn't change, like, I still had that fun with it. That fun still exists in my memory. True. I feel that way about Rock Band. Yeah. yeah. And I I think... One of the best experiences in my life was playing Rock Band with Rock Band. Yeah, and Guitar Hero 2. In spite of the fact that they never made Rock Band Dolly Parton. Mm, It was all Rock Band Green Day, though, for Sam, which is weird. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I think it's weird though when you go back. I think there needs to be a Why criteria. Call him Sam Dookie Claiborne. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a criteria within there. I think you're right when you judge somebody and you go, "Oh, have you played that game lately?" That's that. It's a factor like that when it's your favorite game of all time. You're like, "Oh, when was the last time you played it?" Well, 20 years ago is my favorite game. It's like, well, whatever, man. I don't know. I mean, to me, you don't think that that factors in. I don't play Super Metroid that much. Favorite game of all time? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's an emotional response. Yeah. For Justin. Yeah. That's fair. I, I It'd still be think weird that game if your holds favorite up, game though. was hard to go back to and play. That is. But weird. that's my point, right? Like Zelda's not I don't like think Link, Super Metroid is. No, no, Super Metroid stands up. So does Link to the Past and all the games that we like. Mm-hmm. Link to the Past, eight point <clears throat> I I can't even. I, I when people ask me, I just can't even name my favorite game. Like there, it's like always a tie. You know. Yeah. It sucks. It is tough. Uh, and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. If you remember way back to uh, Justin in New York City who asked us about how we take care of our gaming consoles, mm. he also provides this week's oh, game for 20 Questions. Double header. Justin in New York City. Let the questioning begin. Does this game take place in what we would all agree is like the real world? Is this somewhere on Earth? Yes. Um, Gotham one. City is not a real place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he wear a hat? That will not be an issue for this <laughs> round of 20 questions. Did this game come out on cartridge? Yes. Um, it was a Switch cartridge. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Damn trickster so god. Uh, exactly. The cartridge is this whole time. Um, the cartridge was inside us all along. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to still lean into the most direct ones. And uh, Is this a Nintendo franchise character? Whoa. whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Try it again. <laughs> is this an Inten- was this game released on a Nintendo platform? <laughs> That's a completely different question. <laughs> Let's just go there. <laughs> um, See, yeah, he if paused. this game was ever released on a Nintendo platform, it's certainly not known for that. Okay. Wow. <sighs> that was like it had some porting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I get, I get the ums with Damon. Is this good. game from before 2000? Yes. Is this game from before 1990? Yes. That's five. Boy. Okay. So cartridge. That's good. That means <laughs> Sam can contribute meaningfully. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is um, funny is that you play, like you play, you work here, like you keep up with all the modern games, but somehow that knowledge is just not in your brain the same way that like. <laughs> is the uh, did this come out in arcades? Yes. Ooh. Before nineteen eighty three. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, we're totally gonna get this. <laughs> well, there's definitely fewer games. Yeah. To, exactly. To work with. Was this game developed in the United States? Yes. Did Most this, of them were, but yeah. Did this game have a joystick? Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Every Atari game doesn't have a joystick. I hear you say. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, it's a multiplayer game. Is it a multiplayer game? Yes. Um, can you name a multiplayer game from arcade? Right. Yeah. Uh, you can alternate turns. Okay. Oh, that's ten. That was very nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Developed in America. Is this an Atari game? No. Okay. I mean, okay, okay, so. Well, that does make it a little bit weird. Would you ask if it had a remote? If it has a joystick? Joystick. D- uh, who made Asteroids? Oh. Uh, Atari. Atari it doesn't made have Astro- a joystick either. What about... Uh, Defender, though. So uh, yeah, is this made by Williams? Uh, <laughs> it's not... It, no, it is not made by Williams. Oh, published by Williams. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it would be Midway or Valley or um, yeah. Namco. Yeah. Maybe Miss Pac-Man. I was gonna say I was uh, Miss Pac-Man's where my head's at because mm-hmm. that's a very tricky one. Yeah, this is a Japanese mm-hmm. game, but Miss Pac-Man was made in America. Mm-hmm. Also, Miss Pac-Man's secretly the good one. Is this game a sequel? No. There you go. Good question though. Mm. Galaxian. Mm-hmm. That was developed in Japan. Um, do you want to try to isolate like what the was centipede centipede yeah Atari, like if right? you have a character like yeah or like what's your main it takes place on earth don't forget yeah Take pa- mm-hmm. place on earth. it takes place on earth so it's not moon patrol no yeah i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> explicitly yeah exactly no moon patrol what could be, it could, could it be like rampart no. but it doesn't have multiplayer no multiplayer so, no asteroids <laughs> that's what i mean like but you take turns it's got Sorry. you alternate Will, I mean, williams like, games include uh uh bubbles robotron there's um, Tripshot on Earth? Yeah. Sinistar? 
Sinistar is not on Earth. Robotron is, but it's not. Sinistar is the one where you're shooting up the face, right? Yeah. Does this have more than one joystick? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's not. It's Robotron. It's not Molly. Yeah. It's it's probably Robotron. Okay. Or Bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the qualifying question? Well, it might not be either of those. Are you you shooting up robots in this game? Oh yeah, <laughs> hello robots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does this take? Does this game take place uh, around 2084? Maybe exactly in 2084. <laughs> it does. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we should have used all these questions. Yeah, exactly. Robotron 2084. <laughs> it is yeah, Robotron 2084. Uh, 1982. Good job. Uh, developed by. Do you know who developed it? Uh, Williams developed that game. No, uh, two guys. The uh, whoever developed Defender left. Eugene Jarvis formed a studio named Vid Kids, mm. and then William Vid, Vid Kids, Kids wow. and then Williams published the game. <laughs> gotcha. And I think Robotron yeah. is the only game under the Vid Kids right. label. Sure, <clears throat> that knowledge. Robotron saying. is still very playable. Robotron is very fun, uh, and Justin Rampart is a trackball game. Gotcha. I played. It's fun. I, there, my local grocery store had Robotron, and I played it there. But then also, uh, <laughs> that's my, so cool. My <laughs> neighbor, who had an Atari seventy eight hundred, mm-hmm. had it for that, and you could both play uh, with two joysticks, with one person moving oh, with the player and the other oh, person shooting. Gotcha. Yeah. And we played tons of Robotron. Was the idea wow. for that that you could somehow play Robotron with both joysticks? I mean, you'd have to really like anchor. Yeah, you'd have to get, get like a vice <laughs> or, or a, yeah. a C clamp. And yeah, exactly. Clamp yeah. Them down. Oh, yeah. Man. that'd be pretty cool. But it was fun for one person to Plus, move. And Atari seventy eight hundred. It must have. Looked good too. Well, I'm sure it was a 2600 cart. 7800 had backwards compatibility. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, 7800 was like after the NES, though. How weird is that? Yeah. Explore some of those games. Uh, we played that. We played Food Fight. Yeah. We played yeah. Jordan versus Bird one on one. Oh, we played good. Joust. There are lots of really good oh, games. There's a game Chopper Command, I want to say. Is that the uh, Atari like that, helicopter game? That rings a bell. Side but Choplifter. Yeah, Choplifter. Really, yeah. It's not it's Choplifter, not, though. Not chop it's a more basic yeah. helicopter. Do you pick up POWs? I don't think so. I think okay. you just shoot. Is that Choplifter when you pick up yeah. Choplifter is where you got to pick up. On the side. Up. That was yeah. Atari, right? That game, I love that game. That was yeah, so good. It's a cool so looked good. Too, yeah, it was a good time. idea. And like it just yeah. felt like a really... Well, you could freely move, so it yeah. just it felt different. Like, yeah, like you, Defender, but great, less stress. Great movement in those games. Yeah, you, Lots of like just a lot of those old games. You could go really left. Mm-hmm. You could go I left, loved left. any game that had little people in it, like mm-hmm. uh, Rampage. Yeah. yeah. Little, little people. Even like Defender, yeah. uh, the aliens would pick up uh, little humans, and then if you yeah. shot the ship, the human would fall. Yeah. Yep. Loved <laughs> any game that had little people in it. <laughs> uh, thank you for the suggestion. Justin in New York City, that is all the scoops that we had for you this week. Look at how perfectly I've timed. Uh, one hour. Nicely done. You better vamp for 25 seconds. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> but we don't know how long we were talking about Apollo 13. We were talking we... about Apollo 13 for a good... <laughs> he rolled after. A couple minutes right part, there at the but... beginning. Uh, listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, CJ. Thanks, man. Thank you, Dan the Booth. Uh, my, <laughs> I can't draw this out for 15 seconds. So, <laughs> my name is Damon. This is IGN Games. We're out. I never-